action. All right, guys, welcome back to the podcast. Uh, let's see. I know it's been a minute, but we're staying consistent. I did just release a video on the rise of Afrotech. That one is speaks a lot on Morgan Dubon. I was she created such a large conference. I think they're in like year seven. Um, really, really good stuff. I thought it was super cool doing that research. I thought it was so interesting. But let's get into the podcast and discuss what's been going on this past week. Let's see. First, we can get into politics. Uh, in Q4 of 2019, Bloomberg spent $188 million just in Q4. So that shows that he has money to spend and he isn't afraid to spend it. Uh, it's, it's getting spooky. I know Andrew Yang just um, pulled out of the race. So I had a feeling he wasn't going to make it anyway, but it's it's becoming expensive. Now, uh, 2020 is when we do the presidential election in November. So now we're at the end. So we're, we'll see. Um, Bloomberg, the last podcast I talked about how Bloomberg came up with this plan and how he would increase the wealth of minorities in this country. And he finally released his plan. So his plan right now is to raise taxes on the wealthy and corporations by adding a 5% surtax on annual incomes over $5 million. And hopefully uh, he hopes to generate at least $5 trillion and use the $5 trillion towards the policy agenda, which is increasing wealth in minority communities. So we'll see if that makes sense. And I feel like... Every presidential election, they have something similar to this. Oh, we're going to take from the wealthy and give to the poor. But it never happens. Um, I feel like every president has said that thus far, and to this day, it hasn't happened. So we'll see. Uh, Bloomberg also spent $10 million on Super Bowl commercials, which I thought it was crazy. Like, this man is just throwing money out the window. He doesn't care. He's going to win. And it's also said, I saw on Twitter that he's looking to put uh, Hillary Clinton as his running mate. So he's he's pulling out all the stops. I wish he would have picked Kamala Harris. I really like her. I, I told you guys last time, I really like Kamala Harris. But that's just hearsay. I saw it on Twitter. So don't, don't hold me to it. Uh, next up, Bernie Madoff. Do you guys remember um, Bernie Madoff? He was a part of the whole 2008 uh, mortgage crisis uh, with the Lehman Brothers and how he had a big Ponzi scheme. Well, he has a, an incurable disease. Uh, he's in prison now. and he's sent, He was sentenced to 150 years in prison. But now he's asking the judge for early release because there's no cure for his disease. And he felt like he's done his time and he just wants to go home. So we'll see how that plays out. I feel like he should stay in there and rot. There are so many people in prison now, especially people that haven't haven't even done um, anything that convicted for crimes that they didn't commit or little crimes like selling weed or nothing in comparison to what he did and the consequences to his actions to as many families that lost all their money because of Bernie. 
and they're still sitting in prison for life, 20, 30, 40 years. And this man did 10 years and he feels like that's enough. Like, nah, stay there. But yeah, he's fighting for early release. He did 11 years already. He said, quite frankly, I've suffered through it. Well, suffer some more, my guy. <laughs> Moving into uh, like retail and tech, Apple closed all of its stores in uh, mainland China due to the coronavirus. Uh, people were coming in sick. The staff was sick. It was spreading everywhere. Uh, the Chinese city of Wuhan actually built a hospital just for the people in Wuhan. And they built the hospital in two weeks, which I thought was crazy how they built it that fast. But they quarantined the city so no one could come in and no one can come out. So they had no choice but to build a separate hospital just for these people that are sick. And I thought that was interesting how they built it in two, two weeks. Let's see. Talking about the mall, Forever 21 sold... Um, it's retail business for 81 million, 81 million to, uh, Simon property group. And I'm familiar with Simon property group because they own a few malls out where I live. So I've been researching them, but I thought it was weird that forever 21 sold for 81 million. Like that's it. That's how much forever 21 is worth. But remember they did go through that bankruptcy, but 81, I thought it was such like a way bigger company way way bigger and also macy's is closing 125 stores and they're opening um smaller stores and city city centers and um it's going to be called market by macy's similar to what target is doing uh with the the city target stores with smaller locations so we'll see a lot of stores are moving from malls to to the city and we're seeing that i feel like we've seen the decline of malls for the last 10 years and it's getting even worse what do you guys think that will happen to the mall like what will they knock it down or can we repurpose the mall for something else like i don't know what 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 is going to happen is just going to sit there as an empty block does no one leave the house anymore? Is everything done online? So we'll have to figure that out. Um, Staples is piloting a new store concept that includes uh, community event space and podcast studios. So uh, Staples is trying to increase their foot traffic by pushing more into the community aspects. And I thought it was interesting, especially with me having a podcast, that uh, having podcast studios... Uh, podcasts are only going to grow. Right now it's at like 700,000. Last year it was at 400,000 podcasts. This this thing is just going to keep it getting bigger and bigger and bigger. And it's that's interesting to see that you don't even need like a whole setup. You can go down to your, lo your local staples and do a podcast. So that's interesting. And then 7-Eleven is also testing out the cash, um, cashless system. Similar to what Amazon was doing with... I forgot what market. It might have been like an Amazon store where you just scan to go in and then you pick up whatever you need and it'll charge your card. 7-Eleven is trying it out in um, Irvin, Texas to see how that is. I like this cashless system, just picking things up and going. Because 
when I'm in the market, I definitely find myself doing the um, self self checkout, just because I don't want to talk to anyone. Um, I don't want to ask if I want to. They always ask you all the dumb stuff. Do you want to sign up for emails? Do you want to do this? Do you want to do that? Like, no, I just want to check out. So hopefully this will speed up uh, when you just want to pop in the store real quick. Just go in, grab it, come out. No, no need to converse. Next in tech, um, Facebook actually just settled a lawsuit for $550 million to the citizens of Illinois. Back in, I believe, yeah, 20, 2017, I don't know if you guys remember, but Facebook had the, the tag-in feature where they tagged your face and they would know who it is. And in, in Illinois, you have to ask permission if you want to do that. Like, all that is artificial intelligence. If you take my picture of me and my friend and Facebook automatically tags my friend with my friend's name, you in Illinois... Every other state is is legal, but in Illinois, it's illegal to do that, uh, to do artificial intelligence with tag suggestions without acts and permission. So there was like a class action lawsuit filed, and um, Facebook just settled the lawsuit because obviously they weren't going to win. It was $550 million, so everybody within that class action lawsuit would get a piece of that pie. And... I, while researching that, I've researched, because I live in Pennsylvania, and Pennsylvania does not have that law. Like, it's completely legal to use biometric data, which is creepy. In one podcast, I was telling you how London is using artificial intelligence, like London, England, to scan for surveillance cameras, and it was scan crowds to look for criminals or people that look like criminals. And that's perfectly legal to do, which is wild. Nobody's safe. And then going in, I thought this, uh, I was looking at this uh, tech startup, I was reading about it, called Yandex. Um, It's Russia's version of Google. And they're launching a free uh, delivery service that will bring groceries in 15 minutes. And it's powered by um, bike cures. And there'll be like tiny warehouses throughout the city. And I remember a few years ago, I was searching. It was another company that was similar to this. And I believe it was in, I want to say Germany, maybe uh, Switzerland. And I thought it was so interesting, similar to what we have here in Philly called GoPuffs. But it was 15-minute uh, delivery window. But there were small warehouses, like refrigerated warehouses within, I don't know, maybe like a 10-mile radius, 10, 15, whatever the number is, radius. And you can just go, like, order something really quickly, and then someone can just go to the warehouse, pick it up, and drop it off. And it'll be quick no matter what, because there's so many uh, tiny warehouses. I thought it was interesting. That's a company I'm definitely going to watch, just to see how uh, it performs. Because it's a great idea, and it's not the first of this idea. I told you it's like, the second, maybe third of the same, similar concept. And, uh... I've I've never followed up with the other startups that I'm thinking of. I can't think of the name, but it was very similar to this, almost identical. So that's interesting. Next up, which I thought was wild, YouTube generated 15.1 billion in ad revenue in 2019. 15.1 billion in 2019. 
and $4.7 billion just in the last quarter. How much did you get off of your advertising? For YouTube videos, a lot of people only make, I think for $100,000 you get, I saw some video, it was like $70. They made $15.1 billion. It's not, it's not adding up. It's not adding up. And I think as content creators, we need, we need to pivot. Maybe, uh, first of all, you need a large group of content creators to make a pivot, to make a large enough, uh, profit off of advertising. But this, the numbers aren't right. They're definitely not even. They're, it's it's unbalanced, and we need to figure out a way to to review it. Like we need to uh, rearrange this deal because it's not it's not a good deal. And I'm seeing on average for one million YouTube views, you can get anywhere from six hundred to seven thousand dollars. It really depends on like your content and how how many of your videos have one million views. So it really depends on that. But six hundred dollars for one million video views. And they just made $4.7 billion. That's ridiculous. It's absolutely ridiculous. At this point, content creators need to reach out to advertisers on their own and create an income stream that way. Cut out the middleman. Cut out YouTube. And just don't put ads on the FaceTime. I feel like some way, somehow, that's illegal. But Or against the YouTube rules. So maybe you have to... Uh, change distribution channels but that's a conversation i'm willing to have if anyone wants to discuss it uh, let's see uh, i did read that the new york stock exchange uh the the owner of the new york stock exchange which i didn't even know was a private company, the New York Stock Exchange. I didn't know one person owned it. I thought it was like an international company, like United Company, but it's not. Anyway, they've made a bid, $30 billion for eBay. Um, but eBay hasn't announced anything yet about selling, but I thought it was interesting that the New York Stock Exchange will be buying eBay or put, a, put in a bid for eBay. And Spotify is buying Bill Simmons' um, The Ringer. It's a podcast network. Um, and they have, like, web articles and podcasts, over 30-plus podcasts. And Spotify bought that. It doesn't say how much they bought it for. But I do know that The Ringer was bringing in about $15 million a year. So it seems like podcasts, I mean, Spotify is just buying up everything. And they're here for it. So, um, but why is Apple allowing Spotify to like overrun them with podcasts? And it's like, Apple, you, you created this lane. You put the podcast app on our phone years ago before anyone even knew what podcasts were, was. You started this and you're allowing Spotify to just overtake us. And what the hell is Title doing? What are you doing, Title? They have exclusive podcasts, yeah, but Rap Radar is not going to carry you forever, Title. We, you need to pivot. You need to adjust today, today, because uh, what are we doing? What are we doing? Mm, 
Spotify is leaps and bounds away. I mean, they're not too far where uh, Apple and Tidal can't catch up. But if if we want to catch up, we need to act now. That every time I feel like every day I'm reading something about Spotify and what else they've acquired uh, as far as podcasts, and you don't hear anything from Apple or or Title. It's mind boggling. I feel like the throne is for the taking. The podcast throne is for the taking. We gotta wake the hell up. Let's see, Brandless, one of my favorite, this was one of my favorite startups when I first looked into it, maybe like two, two, three years ago, Brandless. I'm not sure if you guys ever seen the ads on Facebook. It was like these little products uh, with no brand, just plain products, and everything was $3. Um, I'm going to pause. All right, welcome back. So yeah, I want to talk about brandless. I'm not sure if you guys ever seen um, the, like the ads on Facebook, but there were these products uh, with no brand, and there that was their whole uh, marketing scheme. And everything would be three dollars, similar to similar to what a five below is. If you guys live near a five below, everything was three dollars, and everything was like eco friendly and natural. But I thought it was a great idea, but it wasn't sustainable, and they actually shut down operations. And laid off 90% of its employees and left the remaining 10% to um, uh, tie up all the loose ends. But it sucks that they closed down and they had an investment uh, from SoftBank, uh, their vision fund. And if you know anything about SoftBank's vision fund, SoftBank also uh, did an investment on WeWork. Is we all know how that turned out, and then now Brownless, who's closed operations, SoftBank is not looking good. And this is their Vision Fund One. I know uh, they were currently doing around for their Vision Fund Two, and nobody really wanted to invest. Just seeing all the things that happened in Vision One, and that I felt for Brandless. It sucks that they had to go out like that. It really does suck. Um. Amazon is trying to uh, sue the government because um, the government gave uh, all these companies put in um, bids to do the cloud computing, 10-year cloud computing for the government, and the government gave it to Microsoft. And people at Amazon was like, why would you give it to Microsoft? They believe it's rigged, so they want to go to court over it. And I agree. Amazon is well known for the cloud computing space. I believe that they're the biggest and they do the most companies. And the fact that they did it, the government gave the award to Microsoft. Um, uh, Amazon says it was based on bias and bad faith. That's because uh, President Trump and Jeff Bezos, uh, they don't get along. And uh, Trump was even quoted saying, screw Amazon. He doesn't like Amazon at all. Um, And... Uh, the lawsuit claims Trump has a history of interfering with contracts. And so uh, Trump said Amazon would have problems if he was elected. So this is a, an ongoing feud. They don't get along. 
so this is an ongoing feud. They don't get along. So who knows if that even uh, if that lawsuit will even hold up in court. And I feel like Trump is just he's going at it with everybody. But move on, move on. Uh, the final segment I want to get into is drones. So the FBI tweeted that Super Bowl is a no drone zone. Uh, while in Florida, a man flew a drone over the Super Bowl and was arrested. How did they find out who who the drone belongs to? It was one. And how did they catch that drone? Uh, and you have to, with drones, you really have to be careful. Uh, my brother has a drone, and I live kind of close to the airport. And I know you're not allowed to fly drones near the airport. I thought that was really weird. You can only really fly drones at like parks and public spaces. It's it's drones are getting very very limited. You can't use it anywhere. Um, and then also uh, there are drones flying around in China, and they're speaker equipped drones. And what they do is they fly over people, especially with the coronavirus, and they yell at people to put on their mask. Uh, from the drone, they tell them, wear your mask, wear your mask. So, that's very odd. But China has a lot of policing. And it's interesting to see how they react to certain things. But yeah, alright guys, so that's it for this week's podcast. We're going to go soon because the camera's about to die. But check us out next Tuesday. I'll release another podcast and I do have another doc video coming up. I want to do four this month. We'll see how that works out for Black History Month. But yeah, um, subscribe, leave a review, um, subscribe to YouTube, subscribe to the podcast, follow us on Instagram and Twitter as we build Respect the Conglomerate. Until next time, peace.